The crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Well, the Brewers lose, but hey, so do the Cubs. They are officially eliminated from the postseason. A 10 6 final. The Cubs win on a wacky game here on Saturday night in front of a sellout crowd. One more to go. And then the real games matter. Hi, everybody. I'm Dominic Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is once again with us. I mean, it felt weird, especially when it's 6 nothing in the top of the first inning, because you sit back and you remember, okay, well, the, the game doesn't matter. It means everything for the Cubs. You know, they're still at the mercy of the Marlins at that point in the game. You didn't know how that game was going to go final. But then you blink, and, oh, my goodness, the Brewers' offense wakes up and says, oh, no, th- this this game's far from over. It was 6-6 six to six after two innings. I mean, those were some of the most entertaining, if you're a, you know, a hitting coach, not so much if you're a pitching coach, two of the most entertaining innings all season. 12 runs in two frames. Yeah, uh, all stats matter. It doesn't matter if they come uh, April 1st or September 31st. And, and – like you said, I, I we talked about it many times. You know, you got to beat the Brewers, right? And they're going to come back, and they're going to be relentless, and they expect to win. It doesn't matter if they get down. And sometimes you, people take shots at their offense and just kind of rely on their on their on their pitching. But you know, the the Brewers are a winning team, and and they've shown it. Did I mean I loved the thing about today's game? Once again, a couple of the regular position players got some rest. Christian Yelich got the day off. Garrett Mitchell got the day off. Uh, they didn't go crazy like Bryce Terang got the day off. And, and they still had plenty of starters in there. But yet, you know, Adamas had a great day. Uh, the top of the order had a solid day. William Contreras extended the hitting streak. They showed something there. And Carlos Santana started to swing a hot bat at exactly the right time. And to do it, for me, the big key was against a left-handed pitcher. Jordan Wicks had been a very, very good pitcher the last month and a half in his rookie year, and he is going to be a very good pitcher for the Cubs in the future. And the Brewers got it done against him here against the Southpaw. Yeah, right. I mean, that's something that, that you look to. And then, you know, whoever the Brewers play, I know, that, I know that the Marlins have a lot of lefties, and and obviously the two best pitchers for the Diamondbacks are Gallon and, and Kelly. But like you said, you know, Santana and Canna, just these two guys, we've talked about it many, many times, just till I'm blue in the face. But, uh, you know, Carlos Santana is a winning player, and you put him in a winning situation. You know, 162 games, it's a long time, it's a long season. And sometimes you got to throw the analytics and, and the overall uh, picture of Carlos Santana. You put him in a good situation, and you see it. He's a winning player. And, and right when he walked through that door, uh, the Brewers have taken off. They've been uh, a different team. He's brought some culture, some attitude. Can has been a great addition as well. But, I mean, this was a game. Obviously, the Cubs win the game. And I don't want to spend a ton of time tonight on the game itself. 855-616-1620 if you want to join us. 855-616-1620. But I, I think tonight the key was the leverage guys got some work. Uh, Trevor McGill hadn't pitched. Congratulations to him and his wife Katie welcoming a baby girl this week. So it was his first appearance in almost a week. Uh, Abner Uribe got hopefully the bad command game out of his system. He somehow only allowed one run with the bases loaded and nobody out. But then Hobie, Pyomps, and Devin looked as dominant as ever in their usual selves in probably their last work of the season. In my opinion today, yeah, you lose, but they checked every other box of getting done what they wanted to get done. Right. The, the question mark should come up with now, right, if you get into the, uh, a shortened game, right, you go with seven, eight, nine. And for me, you know, watching what I've gone down the stretch, and you know, you look at Piomps, 
but for me, it's 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 probably depending on the matchup. So you go Milner, and then you go McGill, and then you go Williams. But Piomps to me looked fresh. His slider looked better. It looked sharper. Uh, he had a little more strut in his step. To me, like if you're gonna if you're gonna forecast this thing uh, going forward, those guys are the guys you kind of target down the stretch in that late part of that game. And mind you, Elvis Peguero will be back for the postseason. He threw a simulated game yesterday as well, and all reports were positive from that. So they're excited to get him back, and you you, you start to look ahead to this bullpen because, remember, it goes back down to 26 guys and a maximum of 13 pitchers. However, you don't need a full bushel of starters uh, for a wild-card series, and your roster can change every single round. I mean, the think, to think that you can have – Peguero, Piomps, Williams as your primary 7-8-9 guys, but you've also got McGill ready to go, Uribe ready to go, Milner as a plug-and-play can go on back-to-back days. I mean, that that's six arms that you trust and you're excited about and you're ready to hand the ball. And Craig Council man, mentioned it earlier today, not only do you got those six guys that you're excited about, you've got three aces that most other teams are like, they've got one and then maybe one other guy they're happy with, right? I, I look at the Braves, right? Max Fried is got a blister. They don't know how effective he'll be in the DS. Charlie Morton won't pitch until the CS. They've got Spencer Strider. Don't get me wrong, but they've really only got one guy and a question mark on another. Then you look at the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw is pitching tonight. He's barely got a shoulder attached to his body right now, but he's still pitching because he's a Hall of Famer. Aside from that, they don't really know what they got as well. The Brewers are set up for October, and today was that last little tune-up to say, all right, let, let's play for another month straight here of baseball. That's right. If you handicap this thing, and we've talked about it, when you look, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, the, the offense, you know, is a shiny toy, but the, the, the people that win in, in September or in October, excuse me, is the pitching, the starting pitching. And when you look at it, you know, you, even if the Brewers were to lose the game one, uh, they're just able to bring horse after horse after horse. And, and the thing is, don't lose sight of the fact that in the eighth inning of that game tonight, I mean, you looked at Wade Miley, he was warming up to go in the game. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he was just more kind of getting some side work in, but one of those things that, yeah, they, they've got everybody available to do and, and get some some fun with as well. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Want to th- remind uh, you that Brewers extra innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, and they are getting ready for the postseason just like you are as well as the Brewers. Want to thank uh, Fifth Third Bank for their sponsorship all season long. The I'm trying to find the right read here. It's all good. Playoff season's here. Just like Milwaukee's baseball team, Fifth Third Bank is ready to deliver you this October. With an expanded team, they've got professionals entrenched in the community, and they offer a state-of-the-art banking idea and solution system to help your business and organization grow and succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third Milwaukee can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the wild card picture. We got some more clarity on that today. The Cubs are eliminated. The Reds are eliminated. Marlins, Diamondbacks. One of those two is going to be the opponent for the Brewers. We'll start talking about those guys coming up next on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Showing some shots of uh, Chase Field out in Arizona. They've got a sellout crowd tonight taking on the Astros. They just showed it on the Jumbotron that they are officially in the postseason with the Reds' loss. But they're losing the game one to nothing. Uh, If that result holds, with the Marlins winning tonight, they get into the postseason as well. If that result holds, Arizona will fall to a half game back of Miami 
by virtue of that Monday suspended game. What that does is it can give Miami the opportunity to not have to play that game on Monday if Arizona loses this game. Again, if you if you missed it, the suspended game from Thursday night in New York, it started raining. They tried to play through it. They couldn't. Then it didn't stop raining for like 24 straight hours. So there's a three or more outs to get for the Marlins on Monday before they decide what they need to do. They'll only play it for seeding purposes. Keep in mind that Arizona does not have the tiebreaker on Miami, which means in the event they end up tied, Arizona would be the team coming here. So I just pose the question to you here, Jeff Cirillo. You know, we've seen plenty of Arizona. You know that team well with Corbin Carroll, watching him all season long. And we have just saw the Marlins last week. Do you have a preference of who you want to face if you're a Brewer? I mean, it's, it's fact of the matter. It's like there's a lot of people, I think, in the country that, that don't know the Marlins. And, and to be honest with you, Dom, I don't really know the Marlins that well either. Uh, obviously, they have a lot of young uh, talented players. Um, the only the only thing that I would handicap this is that you'd want to play the Diamondbacks. Just the fact that they have right-handed pitching, right? And I think that that the Marlins you said last night indicated they have a lot of left-handed starting pitching. And and if there's been one one elixir for the Brewers this year, it's been the fact that left-handed pitching has given them a little bit more problems than right-handed pitching. I, I agree. It would be Jesus Lazardo in Game 1 of the Wild Card Series, who the Brewers beat up when he was here and then got shut down by down in Miami. So that's certainly a wild card. And then you'll probably see Edward Cabrera in Game 2, who pitched very well against the Brewers uh, in his last start against them in Miami as well. Could they go with the lefty Braxton Garrett? Instead, he pitched yesterday. Uh, that would be normal rest for him, so that remains to be seen there. I want to bring up the Diamondbacks, though, as they start a rally here in the bottom of the ninth. A lot of folks are saying, oh, Arizona's got our number. I'm afraid of Zach Allen. I'm afraid of Merrill Kelly. That's fair and good, and they're both incredible pitchers. They would be pitching on short rest, right? If Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly, if they decide to go with those guys in game one and game two, they'd be pitching both of them on three days rest which is something they have never done in their careers. Now, I know you weren't a pitcher, Rillo, but you've been around enough pitchers to know they've got routines and they've got their own system to get ready for games. It sounds like not that big of a deal to some, but for a guy doing it for the first time, at the end of the season, the body could feel very different for those two guys. I Actually, uh, I disagree with you here, Dom. I, 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 would, I think that the, the Diamondbacks actually would, would keep those guys on full day's rest and pitch someone else in game one of that series and then keep those guys on their private. Look, all you got to do was win two games, right? The two out of three game series. Uh, it's fun to watch them. I mean, they're the kind of old school baseball. They, they're really athletic. Uh, they, I've been watching this game, you know, cause I, I, I just the Diamondbacks watching both games. Uh, they're bunning guys over. So it's a little bit of old school baseball that you don't see really much anymore. Uh, so, I mean, you have the fact that I, the athletic, that the Diamondbacks scare me as far as their offense and the ability to, you know, they're just as athletic as the Brewers, you know, obviously their starting pitching is strong, but it's not as strong as, as the Brewers or their bullpen is. But at the same time, you know, you have the left-hand starters, the Marlins, and then you have the athleticism of the, the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I think the other thing to remember is Brewers fans are cautious. The fact, yes, the Diamondbacks won the season series head to head against the Brewers. But I'm I was looking at a few of these lineups here. You know, I, I look back to that first series in Arizona. That was April. Okay. That was a long time ago. Uh looking at the lineup, okay, Willie was batting second. Rowdy was DHing. He won't be DHing in the postseason. 
Uh, Garrett Mitchell, he could be starting. We don't know that for sure. Luke Voigt was playing first. Mike Brasso was playing third. I mean, this is a completely different team. Jansen Junk and Hobie Milner uh, were good. Gus Varlin gave up the runs in one of the games. I mean, the, the version the Brewers are rolling into the playoffs with now is completely different than the last time they saw the, the Diamondbacks in June. And I know Kelly and I know Gallon are great pitchers. The Brewers have three great ones on their own, and their bullpen is so much better. I know their offense is dynamic and flashy, and they've got a lot of speed, and their thing is creating chaos. I, I still like the Brewers' arms shutting them down and then the Brewers survive a close game against these guys. I personally would like to face the Diamondbacks over the Marlins. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that. I mean, if you're if you're you know picking if you're in the Sandlot, right, and you're picking teams, and you know you got Burns, or you can have Burns, or you can have Gallon. You know, you're gonna take Burns. If you Woodruff or you want Kelly, you're gonna take Woodruff. You got Peralta, and then you got the next guy up for the Diamondbacks. Uh, you would take Peralta. So that being said, uh, you know, obviously, you know, that the Brewers would be handicapping this thing. But, you know, baseball is a strange game, right? I and mean, we've had the Brewers. I mean, they, they, they lost a series to the, the Tigers. I think they got swept, if I'm not mistaken, by the, the Oakland A's. So, I mean, baseball is a strange game. But at the same time, it's like, Milwaukee, I'll take the Brewers at home with that rabid uh, fan base and the fact that, you know, Luke Voigt was in the lineup. Um the guy that lost the game, I mean, it's crazy um, just going through this. It kind of puts a smile on my face. It's just because the baseball season is so long. It's like a soap opera uh, that the guys that are there at the beginning, you know, even Eric Lauer starting day was like the number two starter for the Brewers at the beginning of the season. So you never know. But but uh, they're, they're, the train is rolling downhill right now, and let's just keep it rolling. I mean, let me just read you the lineup from the game that Corbin Burns uh, and Merrill Kelly faced off in June this year. and. Corbin Burns got punched in the mouth, gave up uh, seven runs in that game. It felt like all of them were in the first inning. Yes, yeah, six runs were in the first. Let me just lead you the Brewers' starting lineup from that game. Christian Yelich led off, playing left field, totally normal. Jesse Winker batted second as the DH. Willie Adamas batted third as the shortstop. Telez at first, cleanup hitter. Owen Miller, who was hitting 285 at the time, was batting fifth at second base. Rymel Tapia was playing right field. Brian Anderson was playing third. Victor Caratini behind the plate. Joey Weimer in center. No William Contreras. No Mark Canna. No Carlos Santana. No Josh Donaldson. No Andrew Monasterio, right? It's just a completely different team the last time they saw him. Yeah, but you know what's the same? is Corbin Burns on the mound, but a better Corbin Burns version. Woodruff is back, a better version of Woodruff. And then you have you added those additions. Uh, like I said, uh, Dom, it, it made starts and stops. The Brewers, we know we know what they're all about. It's the starting pitching. It's the power arms in the back of the bullpen, swing and miss stuff. And then the defense, right? I mean, that that's their bread and butter, and that's what they've uh, relied on all year. The uh, Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. More with Jeff Cirillo after this, coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brought to you in part by NX Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. NX provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to NXWealth.com. We'll take a little bigger picture at everything that went down this season for the Brewers tomorrow as we wrap up the season tomorrow. But 
uh, as I look at some of the guys that finished their season today, uh, the first guy that jumps out to me, Devin Williams, in his first full season as the closer. 61 appearances, 36 saves, only four blown saves, 58 and two-thirds innings, 87 strikeouts. Opponents only hit 129 against him. Devin was as advertised once again as one of the best relievers in baseball all season long. Exactly. And tonight was one of those ones, I mean, it was just kind of, he just kind of went through the motions, but his changeup looked great. His fastball looked great. It was just a, an effortless inning uh, in a meaningless type of game where there was nothing really on the on the line. Uh, and, and you know, quite frankly, I mean, he, he's been he's been very protected, right? I mean, the the Brewers bullpen has been so good all year long that there's been games where you know the, they've been up by three, four runs where he hasn't made a pitch. So, I mean, he's he's fully fresh. I mean, this guy's you don't want to see this guy at the end of the game. The changeup is devastating. I mean, it's Trevor Hoppin, but with velocity. Uh, so definitely a weapon going forward for any team that has to face him. And I mean, you, you start looking what well, you do, right? You start looking at, at um, you know, Sandlot type stuff, right? When you're when you're picking a team and you look at the strengths of the team and you're like, OK, who would you rather have, you know, Devin Williams or whoever the closer is for the Diamondbacks? Who I don't even know. So, uh, Devin Williams, another great season. Yeah, it would be Paul Seawald on the uh, other side for the Diamondbacks, who they acquired uh, at the trade deadline. So now uh, the Astros did finish the Diamondbacks one to nothing. The final there. So now you've got the awkward moment like the Brewers experienced the other day, where they lost, but they get to celebrate because they're in. In fact, both clubhouses will be celebrating playoff berths tonight because actually we just. Figured out the entire playoff field today. Uh, it just ended. Seattle has been eliminated with Astros' win. Uh, sorry for that, Rillo. And then the uh, Diamondbacks and uh, Marlins are officially in. And then in the American League, the Blue Jays, Astros, and Tampa Bay Rays will be the uh, American League wild card. So uh, it's all settled with one day to go before the season. And yeah, as I, this is year two of this new wildcat, uh, wild card format. I love it personally because here we are. More teams got into the mix. More teams had some fun with it, and it did exactly what it was supposed to do: keeping teams engaged that maybe in previous years would have torn down and hurt competitive balance in the future. More like fan base, but yes, I mean, gosh, you want to talk about some teams limping into the playoffs, right? You know, just taking charge and just winning it, right? I mean, the Reds didn't didn't get it done. The Cubs didn't get it. Even the Toronto's kind of limped in. You know, even Arizona's kind of like back in here uh and the astros i mean they they did what they did i mean it, it's crazy i love it uh i would have loved it as a player because you had something to fight for all the way till the end of the season um so it's one of those things i mean it's it's a great thing for baseball and if there can be a little bit more teams i hope that they don't expand even more uh I because i think what baseball i think what baseball does is phenomenal you know it's hard to get in you know it's just don't make it easy and, and have like some losing teams like they do in the nba that make it into the eighth seed right and you win one game on the on, at home and then you now you're the now you're have home field advantage and, and and a reminder too the the uh you look at the cubs right they had a chance they were at like 90% playoff odds to make it into the postseason on september 7th when they were a game and a half back of the brewers and since september 7th they have had the third worst record in baseball. They are just now seven and fourteen since September seventh. I mean, it was in front of them, and they didn't get the job done. They got they lost three out of four at home against the Diamondbacks, and then got swept in Arizona to really hurt their odds. And then Fangraphs, I retweeted it. 
heading into that Brave series, they were considered a 50-50 chance to make the postseason. They were up 6-0 with Justin Steele on the mound on Tuesday. Seiya Suzuki drops the baseball, leads to the two-run scoring in the bottom of the eighth off Drew Smiley. And then their odds just plummeted that day. They had it in front of them. They couldn't get it done, and that's the beauty of baseball, man. There's no clock to run out. You can't just sit back and wait to get it done. If you don't win your division, it's still a hard path to get into the postseason, and I I agree with you. We've got to keep it that way. No more than this. This is a good amount. Six teams in each league get into the postseason. I don't see it getting bigger than this. Uh, I don't know. Gosh, it's so so tempting for these owners – and for Manford to, to expand so they can put more money on the, the, the owner's side of this table. But but I'm with you, you know, Dom. It's like baseball's hard to get in, right? It's really hard to get into this thing. And, uh, you know, it kind of dilutes it when if you put too many teams in the playoffs, you know, like they did during the COVID year. Uh, so so hopefully we'll keep it like this. And so you fight fight to the stretch. And sometimes, you know, teams will, teams will galvanize and they'll and they'll rise up. And their teams will get a little, little tight, right? A little tight, and the, you know, these are all major league baseball players, right? I mean, the, the Cardinals are still fighting; they still have professional players. Players are playing for next year, uh, so gotta love baseball and the fact that uh, that that you have this this wild card, and I do like that. Really, we got one more tomorrow. It's been uh, a fun year, and let's see how it all wraps up. Tomorrow could be one of those days since it literally means nothing for both teams, where it's like, hey, uh, you know. Off the record, you know, there may be some prizes if you if everybody ambushes. You know, it's one of those days where, hey, let's all uh, let's get as many first pitch swings in as we can and get this over with, right? Yeah, I I, I with you. Uh, it was one, it was one of those. Things. So there was a lot of teams. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, 07 was the first year that I made it. I made it to the NLCS with the Diamondbacks. You know, kind of as a spare part, you know, extra guy. But um, I, I was always on a lot of teams where we weren't in, in the hunt that last day. And I always played the last game. You know, there was always our superstars that, that might not have played. And, and I might have been a star at the time. But, but I always owed it to the, to the fans. To, to I mean, you're paid for one and you're paid for 162. So uh, it's a different, different dynamic today. But, but uh, yeah, like you said, you know, guys are going to be swinging first pitch and, and whatever. But, it, it is, I mean, you know, if a guy's hitting, you know, 259 – he wants to hit 260. He doesn't want to hit 259. So there's always like little benchmarks that, you know, that are always going to be. And just remember, I'm, I'm, I'm old now and I, I, you know, the baseball card will always live forever. So there's always a number to get to. Yeah, I agree. And it, it comes up in arbitration. It always does. Just one little effort. One. What's the, the rant from, uh, from Bull Durham? A couple duck farts, a couple grounders up the middle, you know, whatever. It just takes a couple. And that's uh, the difference between uh, 299 and 300 and just feels a whole lot better. But Jeff Sorrell, appreciate you as always, and we'll talk more again tomorrow. Good job, Dom. Thank you. All right, Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ. Uh, I'm going to get to some of these responses about who do you want to face between the Brewers uh, for the wild card, whether it be the Marlins or the Diamondbacks. Get to some of those responses here coming up next on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Watching the Diamondbacks celebrate in their clubhouse right now. Congratulations to them. They are the most likely opponent for the Brewers right now. I'm Dom Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now is the time to schedule your furnace tune-up with cider heating, plumbing, and electrical. You can even save 10 bucks on your tune-up through November 15th. Visit SEIDER.com today. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. I just put out a question on Twitter asking, hey, who do you want to play? 
Just a simple poll, see what you wanted to vote, and uh, got some good responses on this one as well. Let me just read a few. First of all, the vote, with 45 minutes to go on it, 512 votes on it right now. 86% of you want the Marlins. And I, I know there's some scar tissue there with what the Diamondbacks have done against the Brewers head-to-head this season. And I, I, I still fear the amount of lefties in the rotation, that is, and in the pitching staff. I also fear, I mean, Arise has been off his feet for the last few days. You're trying to get him healthy after he rolled his ankle, remember, last weekend against the Brewers. He's going to be playing. Luis Arise is going to be on base. We saw what Jorge Soler was doing. He was torching baseballs. I'm worried about him. Josh Bell seems to have found his stroke since moving to Miami when he was traded at the deadline from Cleveland. They're a good team, man. I think they're a very good team. Offensively, they actually their offense honestly scares me more than their pitching. Now, on the Diamondbacks side of things, they're very similar to the Brewers, and they rely on a lot of rookies, and they rely on a lot of first-year players that I've been providing. Like, Look at today's lineup. Corbin Carroll, leadoff hitter, going to be the rookie of the year. He's a leadoff man. Then you've got Alec Thomas, who's a defense first center fielder. He's batting fifth for them. Then you've got uh, Gabby Moreno, who's been arguably just as good of a catcher this year as William Contreras has been a hitter. Gabby Moreno versus William Contreras would be a ton of fun to watch. And then they've still got like guys like Jake McCarthy that are in the fold right now, a bunch of rookies in their bullpen, and also a few lefties in their bullpen. But their bullpen has been their Achilles heel this season. They struggle getting it to Paul Seawald. And guys like Miguel Castro and Kevin Ginkle, uh, Joe Mantiply, one of their own only leverage lefties back there. Uh, they, there's a lot to figure out for them in their bullpen and how much they have been used down the stretch. And you heard Jeff Cirillo say it. He's convinced... They would keep the guys on normal rest. And I would be surprised, but I would understand it if they stick to the guys on their normal day of pitching just for the sake of routines. But then you run the risk of not even getting a chance to throw, give the ball to Merrill Kelly in a three-game series. So personally, I would say, hey, man, let's go. You know, Three days rest ain't that big of a deal. Let's see what you can do kind of thing. But it's their guys, their pitchers. See what they can do. Let me read a few responses before we take a breather here. Uh, Brewers and Marlins would be funky as heck. That one from Brandon. Lucas says, honestly, got no clue. Diamondbacks have Gallon and Kelly. They've, they've given us fits, but a shaky bullpen. Marlins have weaker starting pitching, but better bullpen and a deeper lineup that just saw all three of our aces this last weekend. That is certainly a good point. Tyler says, my gut says the Marlins, but they have momentum. The Diamondbacks have semi-backed into the playoffs, and Gallon has an ERA over four in the second half. A couple other folks saying just don't want to face Gallon and Kelly. The Marlins, because they don't have Corbin Carroll. Marlins pitching is in shambles. I disagree with that take. I think the Marlins pitching is in solid shape. Their bullpen's better than they're starting. I don't care who we face. We just need to play our game, pitching defense and hitting like we have been. I agree. I think no matter who they face, the Brewers will obviously be the favored team. And uh, I'm really excited to see what this team can do full send uh, with a lineup that is meant to win and Craig Council in win mode all the way through October. Take a breather. Come back. Let's hear from the skipper. Craig Council coming up next on WTMJ. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. 
I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers Extra Innings continues on the hunt for Brew October. Brought to you in part by Network Health. For over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable, so you can make the most out of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or even coverage for your employees, visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs, and they have got a plan for you. Uh, Brewers fall today 10-6, to but that's not really the story. The story is that the Cubs have been eliminated. The playoff fields are set. We don't know the seeding or the matchups or the times yet, uh, but the Brewers are just trying to get to the postseason healthy. And they started Eric Lauer today. It didn't go great, uh, but here's what Craig had to say about it. I mean, as far as that was concerned, the game, you know, those we wanted to pitch those five guys tonight. Um, so we got them all, got them all an inning. Um, and uh, from that perspective, it worked out for sure. As far as Eric's struggles today, what you know, what did you see? Looks like the velocity was down for one. Well, I th- yeah, I mean, I think probably just the first inning he struggled with kind of throwing the ball where he wanted to. That got him into trouble. Um, and I, I think he settled in a little bit, actually, um, you know, and, and was able to get through the second, third, and fourth. But he, the first inning, you know, maybe the first – you know, 20 or so pitches, he was really struggling kind of with just knowing where the ball was going. Was, uh, was Miller one of the goals to get him against righties? And if so, no, no, the goal is just to get him an inning. How do you think he looked against that pocket of the, the lineup tonight? Yeah, I mean, we were there, there was no matchups going today. We were just pitching the guys in order to make sure we could get through it. So, um, I mean, Hobie's had a great season. I mean, he, he's. Um, He's just he's had a wonderful season. Really happy for him. Um, and, and like in his three years here, the the growth for him as a as a pitcher has has been and as a as a pitcher really just he he's really got a strong command of what he's doing. Um, and he and he's tough on he's tough on both sides right now. How impressed were you by the the uh, answer by the offense in the first couple innings there to get right back in the game? Yeah, I mean it was. Um, you know, definitely a, a, a strange first two innings. Um, we did a nice job having some good at bats against a young pitcher who's, who's pitched very well this season. Um, knocked them out, but um, their bullpen did a nice. Their guys that came in did a nice job. You uh, lose the game, obviously, but uh, you know, as we all know, the scenarios and everything, the Cubs wind up being bounced out of the playoffs by the Marlins tonight. Do you? Do you guys take uh, solace in that, or do you? Are, does that matter to you at all, or is it just the loss and you're moving on? To no, that? yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think you know, next for us is one more game, and and then you know, finding out who we play. That's those are the two next things that that uh, come up for us. But uh, you know, game tomorrow, um, and then hopefully have an answer on who we're going to play. No bulletin board material necessary. Craig Council knows how to choose his words well. Uh, We will take a breather, come back. Not a traditional highlight segment, but there were a few moments coming up next on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. So we don't really have a highlight given the Brewers lost 10-6, and it was a weird game. They were down 6-0, then they tied it, then they lost 10-6, but, I mean, the homers were some shots here's what they sounded like on the radio. Now the stretch and the pitch. Swing and a drive to left and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Perkins! 
That put them within one at the time, and then three batters later, this was a tie game. And the pitch hit to left and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and wing on! For Santana, his 23rd of the year. And the Brewers have tied the score. Got to hear a Bob Euchre call every now and then, right? So, Mr. Baseball with the call, but the Brewers fall in this one by a final of 10-6. to Give you the final broadcast schedule tomorrow. That's coming up next here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, last segment here of the penultimate show of the year. So let me just give you a quick update of what we got coming for you. Tomorrow... Uh, everyone plays at the same time. Odd start time, 2-10 first pitch. So plan your tailgates accordingly. Hey, the Packers played on Thursday. Come on out. Last regular season game of the year. It's against the Cubs. It doesn't matter. It should be a quick game. Let's have some fun at the ballpark. Adrian Hauser will get the ball for the Brewers. I believe Justin Steele is still going to start for the Cubs, but probably not going to be very long of a start for him. I'll be on the air at 1 with Brewers warm-up, uh, getting you ready for the... Uh, finale of the regular season. The Brewers have won 92 games. Uh, excuse me, 91 games looking to win number 92. Then we will have Brewers extra innings after that game. Myself and Jeff Cirillo recapping it. But the Monday programming is going to be a lot of fun. Monday we will be live from 6 to 8 with our pre- playoff preview show. Uh, I've got some guests lined up. I'm going to have Kurt Hogue of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, Brian Anderson of Valley Sports Wisconsin, uh, plenty of player audio, plenty of Craig Council audio right after the uh, workout day here at American Family Field. So all of that is to come on Monday and in your podcast feeds to get you ready for the wild card round on Tuesday. We did get word today. Now, sources are the sources are pretty strong on this. That the Brewers, if you're thinking about wildcard tickets, if you're thinking about, if you're still on the fence because you don't know the game time, it's looking like it's going to be the last game of the night. And that's regardless of the opponent, whether it's Marlins or Diamondbacks. Because the Diamondbacks, you know, if they are the end up being the two seed, they have to go to Philly. And that's not going to be the last game of the night. Otherwise, it's Minnesota, Tampa Bay, and Milwaukee. And Philly's going to play in the Eastern time zone. Tampa Bay's Eastern, I mean, the fact that the only West Coast team that's in is Arizona, I could see them getting the late uh, window if they're facing the Brewers. And also I could see them giving the late window for the Marlins in case they do indeed have to go to New York to finish up that game on Monday for those final three outs. I think Major League Baseball is certainly hoping that they don't have to play that game on Monday, but that's certainly a possibility. But the word on the street is the late games on Tuesday and Wednesday and then Thursday if necessary. We'll see what happens, but... You can start planning on that. That's from a very reputable source, so keep that in mind. Uh, on the air tomorrow at 1, let's wrap up this regular season strong sound. We have plenty of memories to go through tomorrow and have some fun with it. Uh, my thanks to Jeff Cirillo for joining us once again. And to our producer, Evan Wittallison, I'm Dom Catronio. Hey, look at that. Spring training was yesterday. We got one more tomorrow. Let's have some fun. Until next time, keep on swinging.